take a lead with five seconds to go. Off the practice squad for the lead, and it is good! It is good! Amendola from 38 yards! And the final is in, and the Texans have won it with a backup kicker. Let the conversation continue with Ryan, Trista, and Nick and BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. I would pay a lot of money for Kevin Harlan to narrate my life. I'm going to be honest with you. Kevin Harlan, even Gus Johnson, I know he's spiked things up a little bit more, guys. I'd still take it. Was he by himself? He looked like he was doing the play-by-play <laughs> and the color. Well, that's a good color. You sit back and let him let him paint the picture there. That, plus, that was the TV call, like, so yeah, you can have a little more said. little more space. And then you go hear him on Westwood One call on Monday night, and it's just like, whew. I love I love listening to Kevin Harlan. I oh mean, yeah, me too. He's just he just makes every event better and more fun. Unless of course you uh, cover the Bengals, I can imagine for Lindsey Patterson, host of It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati and Odyssey podcast. Uh, that really? was not not the ending that anybody wanted, certainly in Cincinnati. But let's let's go back and look at that game before we look ahead, Lindsey. I. I see a Bengals team that's got their backs against the wall, but also a team that's been there before because, well, for the third straight year, they had themselves a slow start. But when you look at what the Texans were able to do and you look at where the Bengals end up losing that game, do you say that was more on Cincinnati losing that game or just, hey, maybe the Texans really are just better than what we thought they were coming into the season? Yeah, I definitely don't want to take anything away from C.J. Stroud. I know a lot of people have him as Rookie of the Year, MVP conversation. He played an outstanding game for their offense. They did a great job, even their offensive coordinator. Um, just really disappointing for the Cincinnati Bengals because, you know, they have been playing really well at home. They've lost two games at home over the last two years, and in the trenches really just let them down. I know a lot of people look at the Cincinnati Bengals' offensive line. They always say, oh, they can't protect Joe Burrow. It's brutal. I honestly think this is his best offensive line that he's had in Cincinnati since he's been drafted. But it was a disappointing day for him. He couldn't do anything. had not a lot of protection. And you could say the same thing for the defensive line. I mean, the Texans were able to run the ball. They were able to throw the ball. And nobody was putting pressure on CJ. So I would say it was really just a disappointing day all around for the trenches for the Cincinnati Bengals. What do you expect for this Thursday night matchup? Short week, divisional rival. I call it a badger in a box game. Both teams uh, have their backs against the walls and are looking to scratch the other team's eyes out. I got a picture of that now. <laughs> well, for the Cincinnati Bengals, you want to get another AFC win. You want to get one in your division to be the first one of the season. They're 0-2. They started last year 0-3 in the AFC North. They started last year 5-4. and They started the year before 5-4. and And you, you just want to get out and be able to get a win on the road against an AFC North rival. These two teams know each other so well. And every time they play, it is a low-scoring game. I think a lot of people look at this matchup and they think, these offenses, it's going to be a great Thursday night battle in the air. For me personally, I think it's going to be a defensive battle still. It kind of has been over the last few matchups with these two teams and for me what I'm going to see is look injuries are a thing for every team you can't use them as an excuse the Cincinnati Bengals will more than likely be without T Higgins he had a hamstring injury in practice last Wednesday it was a short turnaround for him couldn't play on Sunday he didn't participate in practice tonight Sam Hubbard I think is a very key piece on this defense and it looks like he'll be missing this game too he was out of practice this week he hurt his ankle late in the matchup uh, versus the Buffalo Bills and that is concerning when it comes to stopping the run especially when you look at this Baltimore Ravens team they can run the ball Obviously, Lamar Jackson is extremely talented in the air and on the ground. So if you can't put pressure on him, it could be a long night for this defense. Some good news 
for this Bengals defense is Trey Hendrickson was limited. I know a lot of people were thinking, oh, he's going to be out. When will he return? Is his season over? Um, another late injury in the game against the Texans. But good news, a little bit of optimism is Trey went limited at practice tonight. And that's going to be the biggest thing for this defense when you look at this matchup is put the pressure on Lamar Jackson, something that they struggled with in the first one. He went lights out in week two. The difference in this game is Joe Burrow is healthy. He wasn't. He wasn't for the first month of the season. He was starting to look a little better in the second half versus the team, and they were able to put some touchdowns on the board in the fourth quarter and make it a three-point game, but they lost that game against Baltimore and Cincinnati. So for this matchup, you would think you would want to utilize the running back. They only had 11 carries for Joe Mixon in the Texans game and, and kind of take advantage of this defense, and, and maybe they can stop the run, but I still feel like Zach Taylor, Joe Burrow, they're going to throw it up to their number one wide receiver in Jamar Chase. Lindsay, there were some reports that the uh, Bengals actually turned down a trade offer from Carolina, who Carolina was also looking at Devontae Adams. I find that kind of funny. <laughs> but do you think the goal is to bring T back next season, or do you think this is most likely his last year with the Bengals, um, you know, and it's just kind of like one last ride trying to get the job done together? It's been really unfortunate for T. Higgins, obviously battling his injury with the hamstring, and he had a little bit of an off start to the season. Um, I feel like his Sunday night football game, you wanted him to get in the end zone because he's just been playing yeah. so well, but only two touchdowns on the year. And unfortunately, just been a little bit disappointing for him. I still think he's a top wide receiver, number one wide receiver on a lot of teams. You could say the Cincinnati Bengals have two wide number one wide receivers on this team when T. Higgins is healthy. Maybe it's optimism. I don't know if an extension will happen, but I think that they franchise tag T. Higgins mm -hmm. in the offseason. Yeah, I mean, it's, it has that, just that there's something special about this receiver core, but you get to that point, right, where you just know like you can only afford so much if you're a franchise and guys just start to get priced out a little bit. So, I don't I don't want to jump, obviously, to the offseason where they are now, but if you were to look at this team and say, okay, here's their biggest issues that they need to address just to get to the playoffs at this point in a crowded AFC, what would be the biggest thing that they need to just kind of, whether it's tweak or it's really overhaul, if they're going to, one, beat the Ravens in Baltimore on Thursday night and obviously get back to the playoffs again? Yeah, I would say on the offensive side of the ball, you know, I was just talking about the trenches. You want to see your offensive line look the way it did against the 49ers. I mean, if you, you look like that against a tough defensive line, you should be able to do it again in a matchup where I felt like it was a – they have a good pass rush in the Houston Texans, but they struggled with it, and they couldn't tech Joe, protect Joe Burrow. And that's going to be the biggest thing. You, you don't want to deal with injuries because they lost three offensive linemen in the AFC Championship game last year, and that was very telling. Almost still won the game. So for me personally, I still look at your offensive line. You want to see more out of your trenches. You can flip to the defensive side. Everybody knows they lost Jesse Bates, Von Bell. That was a topic of conversation going into this season. You want to see more out of guys like Nick Scott. Um, Dax Hill is kind of stepped up in their sef sec secondary in the safety position. Um, Cam Taylor Britt has definitely been one. I think a lot of people have eyes on could be a Pro Bowl cornerback. Um, he has stepped up in, in year two for them, and that's been huge for them in the cornerback room. But unfortunately, Cheeto Ouzier, um, he had his ACL injury, and he's really struggled. That was over a year ago, and he hasn't been 100%, but they've had rookie DJ Turner step up in the corner room. And I think you can look at the Kansas City Chiefs last year. Their rookie play on their defense and their secondary was really helpful in telling in the AFC Championship game and that really helped them too. Obviously, you have Patrick Mahomes on the other side. So you want to just see the strength out of your young secondary for the Cincinnati Bengals, and I think that's extremely important, the secondary and the offensive line. Two players that looked pretty damn good last weekend, Tanner Hudson, tight end one. He had, what, five receptions in the first drive alone, 28 yards, and Trenton Irwin. Uh, we like to bet player props and role player. Player props are always something mm -hmm. to look at. Who do you like more between those two in this matchup? 
You know, I, I said it before the game, Tanner Hudson, anytime touchdown last week, I really thought the way that drive was going, they were going to Tanner in the end zone. He has stepped up as a tight end. The Bengals got a lot of criticism for not really investing in the tight end position this season. They had Herb Smith, unfortunately. He's been okay. He was able to get a touchdown a week ago. But if I were to look at any of the players, I still think it's going to be Trent Irwin. Um, T. Higgins is out. I know a lot of people get excited about the rookie wide receivers the Cincinnati Bengals have. And Charlie Jones could be called up. I think it's going to be more special teams. So Trent Irwin would be my guy because he's had to do that when they were without Jamar Chase for four games last year during the um, stretch they went three and one he had to step up as wide receiver number number two with T Higgins and I'm expecting that again in this matchup what's up with Tyler Boyd is he has he fallen off because you mentioned you mentioned Trenton Irwin legit wide receiver too but I'm sorry that was supposed to be what Tyler Boyd does I probably shouldn't have said wide receiver number two. I'm so sorry, <laughs> Tyler Boyd. That was um, that is absolutely terrible. I know a lot of people in Cincinnati, they're a little disappointed in the touchdown drop for uh, Tyler Boyd. It could have been the go-ahead for them against the Houston Texans. And honestly, nine times out of ten, Tyler Boyd catches that. He's always been kind of their third down wide receiver who you go to, and he always makes the catch. He makes it happen. But unfortunately, it didn't happen versus the Houston Texans. And yes, I misspoke. He, I would say Trent Irwin, wide receiver number three. Uh, I was going to say, <laughs> damn, she's gone. You're she's gone all away from Tyler Boyd. He drops Who's one the team in the division that... Uh, no, no, but uh, yeah, Tyler Boyd, he, he's had success against the Baltimore Ravens, and um, you know, you want to see that out of him. I think Joe Burrow will go right back to him, maybe the first drive on offense. Um, unfortunately for Tyler, he, yeah, he had that big drop, but uh, yeah, he's still the guy. It just, this might be his last season in Cincinnati. Yeah, who, who's who's the team in the North that scares you the most? Because obviously, like Baltimore, seven and three, but they just uh, blew a two touchdown lead in the fourth quarter to the Cleveland Browns. They're six and three, and then the Steelers are six and three, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense because I don't think they're a good football team, but they keep winning games with Mike Tomlin. Who scares you the most in that division? Long, uh, long you know term. All the defenses are, are pretty terrifying, to be honest with you. But I would say if you were to pick one team, and one of the things that I always go by in the NFL, it's your quarterback play. Um, you, you need to have a franchise quarterback. And I think the only other team outside of the Cincinnati Bengals that have a franchise quarterback, I'm sorry, Deshaun Watson and Cleveland Brown lovers, um, I would say Lamar Jackson is the one that still terrifies me, what he can do to defenses. And I like the Baltimore Ravens defense. Um, I don't think he gets enough credit. But, yes, it's in a loaded AFC North division with a lot of tough defenses. So, me personally, I would say the Baltimore Ravens are still the team that would terrify me if I were the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, it's crazy to sit there and look at that division as a whole and just go, we we joked about it before the season and said, God, all four teams, Lindsay, could make the playoffs. And though I don't think that the, the Pittsburgh Steelers actually will, it, it, it still is shaping up to look like that towards the end of the season. Uh, talking to Lindsay Patterson, BetMGM tonight, let's look at the AFC playoff picture all the way through. We were trying to figure this out earlier. Like, when you start going on the back end of the playoffs, you got the Bengals obviously sitting there in the eighth spot at five and four. The Colts are five and five; they're in the nine. The Bills are all the way at five and five with the Raiders in basically the ten and the eleven spot. And then it's the Chargers at four and five, and then the Jets in the thirteenth. Like it just has this feel of the playoffs shaping up at the end of the season to be like six or seven teams in the hunt when we're talking week 16 or week 17. When we're down to that point, the last week of the season, where do you think the Bengals will be? Oh, man, that's a million-dollar question. I honestly think <laughs> the fans right now, the overreaction Monday was the season's over. It's pack it up. They're not making the playoffs, but then you have to remind them, look, they've been in that position before. They're 5-4. and four. It's disappointing that you see that again. But for the Cincinnati Bengals, if you do not win this game, I will say right now, I ex I still I'm, – I'm, the, the playoffs are still – 
possibility for me. I'm not saying the season's over, but I think you're more of a wild card team if you drop the five and five, because that's hard to overcome in a division where everybody is um, performing incredible uh, when you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cleveland Browns and the Baltimore Ravens. So I would say if you win this game, you still have a shot at the AFC North, but if they lose this game, they're going to be a wild card. I know that doesn't answer your question, but mm -hmm. right now I just, I can't count out number nine. I really can't. Joe Burrow, man, that he's just he's a tough dude and it really goes through them. If they let Joe cook, um, which I'm expecting them to do, I I think that anything is possible and they could still take the division. And look, last year after losing to the Cleveland Browns on Halloween, they won ten games straight, lost in the AFC championship game, uh, by three points. So I'm still believing let in them, know. but I think yeah, I think I think this this game, it's it I can't I'm not even giving you an answer. I I, I should maybe But but I think but honestly, though, I yeah. think that that's that's a that's a great point. Is it like it's impossible? That's what we were trying to figure out too. Is like what teams do you really count on? Like, there's the front end of the AFC, but then there's this back end where there's a whole bunch of teams that could be in or out. So to sit there with this much time still left and have that many variables, like, I I think that's the right answer because there is no real like true answer at this point. In your mind, Lindsay, where do you put the Bengals in terms of just power rankings in in the NFL? Because I still put you guys top five, even with the record, because I know what this team is capable of when they're fully healthy and when they're clicking on all cylinders. Honestly, I mean, I would love to think that they're a top five, but for me right now, just dropping that Texans game, a game that they just played poorly all around for pretty much four quarters, I would put them as a top 10 team. Um, a top 10 team that can get in the top five in the next few weeks. These are huge games. You have two AFC North games back to back to Baltimore Ravens and Pittsburgh Steelers. Take advantage of that. Uh, but for me, I'm, I'm at a top 10 for the Cincinnati Bengals right now. Lindsey Patterson, host of It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Appreciate the time. Good to talk to you guys. Good stuff. You know, I think the, the point, the most important point out of all of that from Lindsey, you do not count out number nine, period. You don't. That boy be scampering. No, you don't. He'd be scampering. Joe Burrow keeps them in every single game. And it's it's not even just what he does on the field, but we always talk about, like, the Joe Cool, right? Like, that That matters. That stuff is contagious, and it gets through the locker room where there's a reason why this team has overcome these bad starts the last three seasons. You got a quarterback that makes everybody believe with, obviously, what he does on the field, but also just the confidence that he instills in everybody else in the locker room. I'm a big Joe Burrow guy. Same. Yes, you should be. Yeah, I mean, like, and, and exactly. That's why, I mean, that's a team that they've done it before, so... They could kind of overcome some things, a slow start, and uh, yeah, as long as they're healthy for the stretch run, they should be all right. You know who might not be all right is Michigan State. I need this corner three to go. There, <laughs> there we you go. go. Seven-point oh, game. Goodness. Starting to get hot. Now they have uh, six three-pointers that they've it made right. this season. That is you crazy. said it right. Finally. These Champions Classic games, man. Tough. All the I mean, pre, you know, pre-early season stuff, these tournament games, you have no idea what's going to happen or who's going to look like what. Yeah, that's why I just stay away from them. It's, it's probably the I best. Just, I'm don't looking at Kentucky, Kansas right now like, man, one four. 48 and a half. Do I want to play the under? It went from 150 to 148 and a half. I feel like the under is always a good look in these games. Same. But, um, maybe it's just best. What's the live back. total on this run? You don't have it in front of you, do you? Uh, no, not right now. It's uh, Let me pop that up, though. Just it is curious to see what we're looking at. We're 49-40 right now. Yeah. As we it's all... uh, 130 and a half. There you go. There you it's go. pretty much where it closed. Maybe yeah. 132, I think it was. I wish I would have stayed away from this one. <laughs> <laughs> I just want Michigan State to fight back a little bit. Here, I maybe immediately buy off. regret this decision. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to bet Michigan or Michigan State to like March. Yeah, probably a good idea. Some key injuries that could affect this weekend in the NFL next. Bet MGM tonight.